Welcome, Christian Israel, ladies and gentlemen, lovers of truth, white nationalists, uh, Aryan people everywhere, the sons and daughters of Adam, and of course, uh, Jacob, Jacob Israel, the chosen people, the covenant people, the people to whom the scriptures, two by four and about, were written, and and to no one else. That's the fact of the covenant message. And so welcome, everybody. It is April 11th, and this is Bloodlines with our usual co-host, Brother Michael in Sweden. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to see you again and hear from you again. Now, lost you were you were away in in the more, as I said, more wilderness of Indiana, I guess. Yeah, so we that's couldn't right. uh, get connected. So we had right. some music instead going on during the time you should do done the show. So good to hear you. And yes. I can also emphasize the stuff that you said at this. A very, a very important to know the covenant message and know who is who is it meant for. That is so important to get that right. Otherwise, you are lost. Yeah, amen. Totally lost. So, uh, so today should be the conclusion of our series on the seven so-called churches. Uh, actually, ecclesia, meaning assemblies or congregations. Assembly and congregation, I think, are the, probably the best English translations of ecclesia because it's talking about congregations of Israelites to whom these words were written, the, uh, the epistles that John wrote to those churches. But they're also prophetic, very, very much prophetic in their import. Okay, and uh, thank you, Bavaria Man says it sounds good here. Swamp Fox and Brother Ebert says, got a second mask, looked under the microscope. Now I have found 12, quote-unquote, worms, those filaments or fibers black fibers that respond to heat and moisture which contains we don't know what they contain but they uh, they certainly contain nothing good <laughs> right and chances are what they contain is what's making people sick so they're making us wear masks that are contaminated with these black filaments which start moving around when you breathe on them isn't that nice michael isn't that nice I saw that, and and something I think about when I think I saw this also is that those masks that have those worms also aren't they also what you say quote unquote uh, CE marked this marking they gave oh it's approved to use in yeah. you know this uh, this uh, probably Jewish invention to have the CE marking of everything so I, I would guess all of them are infested with this yeah I, I would guess too so that's why they want us to mar- wear them all the time so we will get sick. And last night I reported on the thousands of deaths that are being caused by the jab. So between, you know, so they they have uh, worked it out really well. You wear the mask, and the mask makes you sick. And then you, you get sick and say, "Well, oh, the vaccine is the solution, right?" So then you go to the doctor and he jabs you, and then you die, <laughs> right? And if you had just ignored it all, you probably wouldn't even get sick. However, it's, uh, but how do you avoid wearing a mask at all? It's, uh, it's mandated, even though the mandate is illegal. The, the most places you go, they won't even let you in unless you're wearing a mask. You know, it's, uh, I should carry my, but even if I carried my medical exemption, because I still have the medical records for when I was uh, taking prednisone for congestion, 
Okay, so I can tell I can show them the documentation that I have chronic congestion, even though I, I cured it myself by stopping uh, intake of uh, wheat products. Okay, so but uh, prednisone worked, but I didn't want to keep on taking prednisone. It has horrible side effects like a ravenous appetite. I gained a lot of weight when I was taking prednisone. And so I don't want to do that anymore. And so just cutting back on wheat was what solved it for me. Nevertheless, I still have paperwork that shows that I've got this condition. So I could hold that up. Now, will they throw me out of uh, uh, of the big box store? Will they throw me out of Walmart? They might. I, have no, I don't know. I could try it. Anyway, so he says, now I have found 12 worms in two masks. And I got five to move. <laughs> okay. So it looks like these filaments are in all the masks. All the masks. And it, yes, it is creepy. So just say no to the mask of the beast. Okay. Yes. And there's metal uh, parts embedded in it. There's all kinds of stuff in there. And then they're sprayed, of course, with ethylene. What is it? Ethylene oxide, which is a carcinogen. So it's, it's all good for you, <laughs> that medicated goo. It's really good. Can you believe the deception? And you know, people simply trust the medical establishment here in this age of Laodicea. And wouldn't you know it, we're going to find out that there's a parallel with the ancient city of Laodicea with the modern uh, medical and banking establishments. It's, it's uncanny. So... Let me post the article that you and I are going to be reading from here, Michael. Oh, I got to switch to uh, where is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this, yeah, this is Turkish archaeological news, and I'm going to post this in the chat room. This is going to be very interesting for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I read a quote. I don't know. Probably all of the listeners are so well informed. They already read this probably. But this is the quote from Rudolf Steiner that he made when he said, like, I can read the quote here I received. He said, eliminate the soul with medicine. Yeah. uh, The organized uh, organized death more than 100 years ago, Rudolf Steiner wrote the following. In the future, we will eliminate the soul with medicine under the pretext of healthy point of view. There will be a vaccine by which the human body will be treated as soon as possible directly at birth so that the human being cannot develop the thoughts of the existence of soul and spirit. Right. Uh, To materialistic doctors, we will entrust the task of removing the soul of humanity. As today, people are vaccinated against this disease or that disease. So in the future, children will be vaccinated with a substance that can be produced precisely in such a way that people, thanks to this vaccination, will be immune to being subjected to the madness of spiritual life. He would be extremely smart, but he would not develop a conscience and that is the true goal of some materialistic circles. Mm -hmm. With such a vaccine, you can easily make the etheric body loose in the physical body. Once the etherical body is detached, the relationship between the universe and the etheric body would become extremely unstable, and man would become an automaton for the physical body of man must be 
polished on this earth by spiritual will. So the vaccine becomes a kind of uh, our manicure force. Man can no longer get rid of a given materialistic feeling. He becomes materialistic of const constitution and can no longer rise to the spiritual, end quote. Well, that is one of the themes of the Church of Laodicea, that it is a uh, lacking faith, uh, but it's very wealthy, but lacking in spirit, <laughs> right? So uh, I don't know if Rudolf Steiner uh, based his prediction, and that is a very excellent prediction, on the book of Revelation, but here it is. It's certainly part of our consciousness today that... Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I can share this with the people in the chat room. But uh, let me, uh, I think I just posted in the chat room the article we're going to be reading from. It's Laodicea yep. on the Lycus. Uh, yes. Posted not too long ago. Me? Yeah, please. Yeah, let's go through this because we need an uh, introductory. Because what we've been stressing here in this series about these seven assemblies or seven congregations is that there are similarities between these congregations, these cities, and the prophetic ages that they represent, okay? And so Laodicea re represents this last age of materialism and uh, uh, zombie-like <laughs> zombie consciousness, let's, uh, let's put it that way. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to turn us into zombie robots, uh, zombots for short. Okay, and you can see the people walking around with glazed over eyes. They, they've lost their life force, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to kill our life force and turn us into uh, a mechanical uh, order takers, right? Uh, like, a, like an army. That's what they do to you in the army. They, they, they pound the uh, resistance, you know, your self-will. They pound that out of you so you'll take orders. And that's what's happened here. But they're doing it with medicine, okay? Not with uh, uh, you know, rigorous physical exercise and stuff. And that'll do it too. I mean, you can brainwash people by sensory deprivation and, and sensory overstimulation. That's what happens in the military. But here, go ahead. Laodicea on the Lycus. Yes. Um, so, Laodicea on the Lycus, located at the crossroads of important trade routes, was once a prosperous city, famous for its black wool, <laughs> banking services, and medical achievements. Okay, stop right there. My, oh. <laughs> What's happening today? Now, I don't know about the black wool, but maybe Black Lives Matter, right? But the banking services and medical achievements, Revelation 18.23, we're living in the age of pharmakia and Mystery Babylon, which is the international banking system. So the parallel is amazing, absolutely amazing, that this is the age, that that's what the city of Laodicea represents, and that's the age we're living in right now, folks. Over to you, Michael. Yeah, and we see again those, those that those banking services and also these medical machines are then located in those important trade routes where right. yeah, where they have and yeah, it, cross yeah, and it's and it's global. So today yeah, it's, it's global. global. Yeah. So the, the Laodicea represents this global lockdown created by Pharmakia and Mystery Babylon, the international banking system. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Back to you. 
Yeah. In the time of late antiquity, it had a large uh, Judahite oh, community. Oh, well, it may... Uh, okay, T- depending how... I don't know what... Yeah. How are they using the word Jew here? Whether it's yeah, whether it's uh, Edomites, but see, well, who gets involved in banking? Yeah, that that is that is Jewish. Yeah, so pro- so Jewish is probably the correct word here. Yeah, okay, maybe it is, mm-hmm. but I am. Well, but probably also Judahites were here also. I guess so. Yeah, oh, for I can, sure. I, oh yeah, I can yeah. read again then. So yes, um, in the time of late antiquity, it had a large Jewish community and a significant congregation of Christians. Uh, there is are the Judahites then. Yes, there are people. Uh, so that's maybe how they distinguish the people here. So that's good. Yes. Um, Saint John mentioned Laodicea as one of the seven churches of Asia in the Book of Revelation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Laodicea, yeah. Oh, geographic. So Laodicea is situated on a hill between fertile valleys, um, irrigated by the waters of uh, Asopus. Uh, I cannot pronounce that really. Yeah. And the uh, uh, Caucasus um, streams. They are the um, tributaries to the Lycus River, now known as, yeah, I cannot pronounce it Kuk, really. I'll try it. Kuruksu Kai, something like that. <laughs> it seems like uh, Turkish. Yeah, it's Turkish for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which flows on the northeastern side of the hill. The river gave Laodicea its uh, uh, cognomen AD. Uh, Lycum, meaning in the river Lycus. It distinguished this city from the other Laodiceans founded by uh, Antiochus II. Okay, so, so Antiochus II, uh, I'm not sure which one this, that is, uh, if that was the one who uh, sacrificed pigs on the altar of Judah, right? I don't know if it's the same person, but... Uh, a descendant, or a, a not a descendant necessarily of uh, Alexander the Great, but a descendant of one of his generals. Okay, back to you. Yeah, I think this is one of the generals, but I think it wasn't the second that he did not sac. I think it was the first one that they sacrificed the pigs on the altar. Yeah, okay. Antioch. I think it was Antioch. I'm bad to pronounce it, but yeah. Yeah. Still, we have one of those evil generals, I guess. Yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, uh, Laodicea was founded on an important trade route leading to the city from Sardis through Philadelphia. Hmm. Uh, okay. In its neighborhood, there are many important ancient cities. Just 10 kilometers to the north of Laodicea, there is the famous Roman spa of Hierapolis. Hierapolis, Hi- Hi- yes. Very good. Hierapolis. Um, uh, Colasse. Uh, Colossae, known from the epistle, uh, epistle to the Colossians, written by, by St. Paul, is 14.5 kilometers to the east. The city of um, Tripolis on the uh, Mander is located on the road to Sardis, 26 kilometers to the northwest of Laodicea. Right, yeah. So anybody who doubts the historicity of Paul's epistles, <laughs> take note, all of this... All of these cities really existed, and there were Israelite-slash-Christian congregations in all of these cities, no doubt about it. Yeah, and we see also that all of many of those cities that we have spoken about before, they are very close to each other. They are very 
yeah. they they are closely they are close to each other. So that's uh, so how Paul could reach them also. Yes, see they're close, and this is where he gone. He did go here because here are the Israelites. He go to them, no one else. Right, and even the the further cities uh, could be reached by ship or by boat. So and uh, you get there a lot faster if you can go go by boat. So he Paul got around. He did a lot of traveling in a few years that he was a missionary to Israel. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes. So, now some historical over- overview. The earliest history. The excavation conducted in Laodicea and this imminent neighborhood have shown that the oldest trace of human activity in the area can be dated to a period of the late and um, Catholic and early Bronze Age. I don't know Catholic. That's something else. Yeah, Chalcolithic. Uh, Chalcol is a, a some kind of um, uh, not a gem, but uh, yeah, a rock. It's a, it's a kind of rock. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe it is. Okay, I kind of know what what rock it is. I can't yeah. say it in Sweden. Uh, okay. Um, an early Bronze period, uh, i.e., from three thousand five hundred to three thousand BC. Wow, so that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's an old city. <laughs> that's really old compared to most cities in the area. Okay. Yeah, and this stone in Swedish is called flinta. So you make uh, you can make uh, sharp sharp oh. axes with it. Flint, okay. Yes, flint. Um, researchers have found tools made of, yeah, here it is, flint yeah. and uh, obsidian from this time. And that's obsidian is black. And I think most flint is black too, but that may come in lighter shades. But obsidian is black. Okay, so the the, the word black is very uh, prominent so far. Uh, we have we have banking, we have uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, medicine, and black. <laughs> black also symbolizes uh, you know evil and uh, and lack of awareness, lack of consciousness. Back to you. Yeah, that's these vaccines want to put us all in. Yep. Moreover, the excavation in the area of the northern uh, necropolis of Laodicea have demonstrated that the settlement had already existed in this location before the foundation of the city in the Hellenistic period. Coins and pottery fragments from the 4th century BC indicated that the area was then inhabited by the native populations from the territory of Asia Minor. The settlement was initially called uh, Despolis, i.e. the city of uh, Zeus, and then Rhodas, the city of Zeus. Okay, Zeus, Zeus, Zeus and Rhodes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, obviously, well, 4th century BC... It would have been inhabited by the migrat- by migratory Israelites. Okay, that's who it would have been inhabited by, and who knows who inhabited. It looks like 3500 BC. That's taking us uh, ve- even earlier than Noah's flood, which is recorded as being 2545 BC or thereabouts. Okay, so. That's a uh, yeah Bronze Age, so it's very very early, and but even there it would have been inhabited by Adamites. Although we we see that uh, from the fall of the angels, just uh, it's we can't say how how long the period of was that the angels that fell to Mount Hermon, uh, 
which is to the south of this area, that uh, those angels mixed with the children of Adam and possibly other races, but uh, so that would have that would have created the kingdom of the Hittites. Okay, that would be a mixed race species, but uh, I would say that this whole area was inhabited by Adamites almost exclusively until that would have happened, you know, just before Noah's flood. And we we all know that Noah's flood was not global and that uh, the book of Jasher tells us that many of these hybrids escaped and because we find them again in Palestine, in Canaan land, with the giants being highly represented among the Canaanites. Okay, back to you. Yes, and we also found them, yes, uh, over in uh, in Europe as well, among other in Sardinia. We found them there too. Right, so yeah. We found, and I guess also in America, we found some, uh, something after them also. Yep, all kinds of uh, bones of giants dug up by the settlers. And, of course, the whole story is covered up by uh, mainstream uh, pseudoscience. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, I guess the, the giants, they are they were exterminated, so I don't think they are anymore. Very much. On the yeah, although people uh, people find in the backwoods of Kentucky and Tennessee, you might still run into them every once in a while. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, so, now let's continue then. Uh, so they probably, as you said, they were Adamites could have been on the, if they were uh, may, maybe not either from Japhethite either because the flood has not occurred yet. So they, they yes. must come from uh, they must have then come before that, I guess. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So Hellenistic period. Laodicea was founded in the mid third century BC as an Hellenistic city by the ruler from the um, Seleucid dynasty and Antioch II. Uh, Theos. At this point, it was worth mentioning that in the area of modern Turkey, there are two other Laodiceas, okay, Laodicea uh, Pontica, now Ladik, in the Samsun province, and Laodicea Combusta, also called Ladik, in the Konya province. Okay, so the name Laodicea was given to many cities by um, Antioch uh, to honor his wife, uh, Laodice, uh, who was also his cousin. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this marriage was a very turbulent one. Yeah, you see. As is the age of Laodicea that we're in right now. <laughs> That's a turbulent marriage, folks. The marriage between Judeo-Christianity and Talmudic Judaism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, 250 BC, Antioch made an alliance with uh, Plotremy II, uh, Philadelphus, the king of Egypt. Um, and I guess he also then was Greek, were he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to seal the treaty, Antioch married uh, Plotemia's daughter. Okay, it's, it's pronounced Ptolemy. The P is Ptolemy. silent. Uh, ah, it's silent. Yeah, ah, right. sorry. Thank it's you. silent, yeah. Ptolemy. Okay. Yeah, that's what, yeah, don't blame us. Bl- blame the uh, Greeks. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, and this Ptolemy's daughter was named... Uh, Beren, Berenice. Berenice, yeah. He, uh, he uh, 
uh, repudiated Laodicea and exiled her, together with their children, to Ephesus. When uh, Ptolemy II died, uh, just four years later, Antioch remarried, uh, remarried Laodicea and died in the same year. Uh, you cannot take back a wife. You have, you have right. to yeah. he, he's a glutton for punishment. Yeah, he got punishment for it also. You cannot yeah. remarry the wife that you put away. There you go. He died right after he did that, didn't he? <laughs> okay. And his quick death gave ground to the rumors that he was poisoned by uh, Laodicea. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, coming back now. Mm -hmm. Certainly, she was not a gentle person because after the death of her husband, she had um, Berenice and her son murdered. Wow. Oh, oh lovely woman. Another Jezebel. Yeah, sounds like a Jezebel or some of the... Yeah, because I read in, in uh, Flavius Eva's book about all the murdering and all the tumult that did occur within Herod's uh, house. Right? My, oh. Yeah, and in Rome, in, in, uh, you know, in uh, Caesar's days, uh, the murders committed by uh, the Caesar's wives. I'm trying to think of the name of the one woman who was... Uh, Going around killing everybody that wasn't uh, her her direct heir, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe somebody um, in the chat room you know, will know her name. Very infamous yeah, I person. That, um, uh, I know that uh, Herod's sis, I think sister or whatever it was, Solomon. She tried to. She wanted to get rid of him. So they, yeah, right? They, yeah, they were so power hungry. You see them also going into today how they act because every time no one did it confess, uh, if he believed have the the slightest, um, um, he believed that someone wanted to kill them or he, he then put them and torture them. Yeah, it was horrible. Okay, sorry for digressing. <laughs> Initially, Laodicea was not a major city, but soon it began to develop very quickly. In the 20th and 3rd century BC, it witnessed a conflict for the control of the um, Seleucid Empire between Antioch III, the Great, and his kinsman, oh, more, uh, Archaeus. Earlier, Archaeus uh, conducted a su successful military campaign in Asia Minor on behalf of Antioch against the uh, um, Ataliadas of uh, Perg Pergamon. Surprisingly, in 221 BC, he proclaimed himself a king, probably because of the rumors about the death of Antioch in his Syrian campaign. Eventually, Antioch III defeated uh, Ahiasius in 213 BC. Okay. Oh, all those names. Yes, right. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let you struggle with those. <laughs> but anyway, there's... Uh, uh, it's not the woman I was thinking of. I just can't think of her name. She was famous for poisoning uh, a lot of people uh, and uh, because she wanted her sons to take control of the Roman Empire. But I found another woman here. How the world's first serial killer was raped to death by a giraffe as punishment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, her name is Locusta. Locusta, so the world's first recorded serial killer 
was a woman named Lacusta in Rome. Lacusta killed her victims by poisoning them for pleasure and was punished to death by the Roman Senate. The stories of her death are now legendary. Well, I've never heard of her. But uh, apparently there were lots of women like this in Rome. Okay? Yeah, her um, name was yeah. close to the other yeah. women here. Laodice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, let's see now. Oh, you know what? We're, be, be, we're being poisoned to death by a lot of ner- female nurses. Yeah, without and male nurses. Knowing. Yeah, right? Okay, more parallels. Okay. Back to you. Mm-hmm. As it is. Uh, so, Antioch III, the Great, brought to the area of, um, okay, um, Phrygia. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2,000 Jewish families from Babylon. So, I don't know if Ooh, they're Jewish. No. Well, it's, it's a good question. Because the Babylonian Talmud comes from there, right? And so it might have been mixed, you know, because the people of Judah that stayed behind and did not return to uh, to Palestine probably got mixed up with these uh, with these Babylonians, you know, Babylonian Jews, and uh, so it could be a combination of both, right? It could be. Back to you. Yeah, they said here below that it could be Jewish community of Laodicea became the basis for the creation of the early Christian community. Right, yeah. But, be, uh, yeah, be. that would be, uh, in my opinion, simply the Judahites and Israelites that settled there, you know, from Palestine, okay, not from Babylon. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because there were Judahites still left in Babylon after the after Media Persians had slain Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. but they yeah. they stayed there because they had a comfortable yeah. life. Not so it, many did leave Babylon when they were freed. Right, were not so many. Yeah, and I I wouldn't think that the uh, people we call Jews today, namely the Babylonians of uh, the Sephardics, the Sephardics uh, would not have associated with the Ju- Judahites that stayed behind and. Peter actually went and ministered to the Judahites who stayed behind. Probably, some of them may have been converted, some not. So it's hard to say which group, but it's the Sephardics that uh, were running the banking operations in Babylon. Okay, And we know uh, from previous shows that they settled in Pergamos as well. But Pergamos was, became the seat of... Of Babylonian banking, and uh, until it finally moved to Rome, okay. So, but it, it seems that we're talking here. Uh, what he's calling Jewish is Judahites, because you know, these might be the same people that Peter ministered to. Back to you. Yeah. Okay. From this moment, Laodicea had a significant, okay, I don't know, Jewish community uh, or Judahite community. Um, we'll see what, um, and they say that the wealth of this community was legendary as it sent nine kilograms of gold to the temple in Jerusalem every year. Wow, that okay. That seems like Judahite to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that would be Judahite because Jews never send money. <laughs> they put it in their own temple, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lucius uh, Valerius, uh, Philosus, the governor of the province of, of Asia, once confiscated the entire package. Mm-hmm. This event is mentioned in the speech um, um, Cicero made in defense of Lu- Lucius Valerius. Yeah. 
Okay. Later, the Jewish community of Laodicea became the basis for the creation of the early Christian community. Okay. So I believe when they say Jewish here, they are Judaite. Yeah, that's right. I think it's mainly. But no, there's always uh, Sephardic Jews lurking in the background trying to establish banks as moneylenders, right? Now, uh, the people of the Bible, the Judahites and the Israelites, never had a bank. And they never had a sta- official money lending institutions called banks. Never had that. That only came to Palestine with the I- importation of Sephardics from Babylon. Okay, that that's very clear. The Bible makes that very clear. And Josephus makes that very clear. Back to you. Yes. Um, in 188 BC, the Battle of Magnesia was fought between the Roman troops and the forces of the um, Seleucid ruler Antioch III. As a result of its outcome, favorable for the Romans, uh, the Treaty of Apamea was signed two years later. Its provinces gave the control of the whole reg- re- re- region of Western Asia Minor to the Kingdom of Pergamon. With the death of the last king of this state, its territory was uh, bequested to Rome. So Pergamon wasn't that also where you have the bankers? That's right. Just the seat of Satan, as uh, we found out in uh, the, the the story we did about Pergamos. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So now they were they were incorporated in this kingdom of Pergamos. So, mm-hmm. so Roman times then. At the beginning of the first century BC, uh, Asia Minor was shaken by the series of wars waged in its territory between Rome and the uh, Pontic king um, the Sixth. Many cities, including Laodicea, suffered heavily as the result of these events. Laodicea quickly recovered from the devastating, and Rome granted it the uh, status of a free city. The golden era of Laodicea's uh, prosper, uh, prosperity was between the 1st and 5th century CE. Now, that's interesting because that's when the Christians were there. So maybe any Jewish bankers, uh, because the we were told that the seat of uh, banking, the, of uh, Talmudism, was moved from Pergamos to Rome, so that uh, probably the... Uh, although this was a prosperous area, and usually you see Sephardic Jews beginning their banking operations where we Christians, we Adamites, develop a prosperous city. Okay? But uh, maybe they just moved to, to Rome because the pickings you know, the pickings there were better. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, the Jews always want to manipulate the most powerful empire in the world. And so far, up to this point in time, it's still America... But uh, that's what the Jews are doing, okay? Uh, so, uh, again, there's another parallel. The Sephardic Jews moved to Rome because Rome was the most powerful uh, empire, and the Jews of today have moved to America, and, of course, London, England, you know, wherever they can manipulate our prosperity. That's how the Jews operate. Yeah, yeah true. as a true parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, trade was the primary source of income for Laodicea because of the city's location on a crucial merchant route. The most important export uh, commodities were textiles and famous black wool of Laodicea, mentioned by Strabo, 
the city produced a textile re- referred to as Laocene, listed in the edict of Emperor uh, Diocletian. Di- 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 yeah. Di- Thank you. Um, tunics manufactured in Laodicea called um, Trimata were so well known that the city was sometimes referred to as um, Trimataria. It is worth n- noting that even today, the most significant source of income of the Denisil Den- province is the clothing industry. Laodiceans also t- traded marble, uh, cattle, and grain. Okay. So this was an extremely prosperous city. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and cattle and grain, that comes with us. Okay, again, uh, we'll find that the church, the, the assembly of Laodicea, is extremely prosperous, even in the last day. Yeah, the the Christian world today is extremely prosperous. You find these mega churches, and of course the prosperity of America has contributed to what I would call the, you know, the the materialism, the materialist uh, attitude of many Judeo-Christians today, because the churches are nothing but country clubs, where uh, I think uh, I was thinking about this while I was in Florida, uh, that a lot of deals made by these Christian uh, executives of corporations are made. In church or after church on the golf on the golf course, or they go to a basketball game, uh, but the, where they can relax because the atmosphere of the executive board boardroom is very tense, very tense, a lot of arguments, disputation, etc., etc., backstabbing <laughs> occurs. So once so they use the church as a form of country club, where in a more relaxed atmosphere, the deals are actually made. Okay, so they combine business with religion. All right, back to you. Yeah, this was uh, what I saw in this uh, center video about this uh, those uh, blind pastors, about those uh, what do you say, those um, Christians for use or something like this. Love Jews, they, yeah. They yeah, love Jews they, more than they love Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, right. They are, and they are mm-hmm. donating away a lot of money, though they are very poor themselves. It was this was part of a, I think, it was a church in, uh, in Kentucky. Okay, it very. So it was, but still, they, it shows those ignorant people that believe that the Jews are of God, chosen people, and believe that they are coming back now to their homeland. But hey, did wasn't that fulfilled when we came back from Egypt? Hey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, okay. okay. Let's continue. Um, since the first century CE, Laodicea functioned a leading center of medicine and a medical school. Oh, there no. It is. Yep, there it is. There's a parallel to Big Pharma. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Its most famous graduate was Demonstrianus. Yeah, let me uh, do it. Demosthenes Philalethes. Uh, Phila, Demosthenes Philalethes. Okay. Uh, thank you. Okay. The author of the most influential work in the field of um, ophthalmology opt- of the ancient period. His work, Ophthalmalicus. Oh. Ophthalmalicus. So, so that's where we get the word ophthalmology. You know, eye yeah. doctor. Uh, he's, oh, yeah. this, he's, he's the guy who invented it. All right. Mm-hmm. Which discussed the disease of the eyes was even used in the Middle Ages. 
Moreover, the production of the famous uh, Prigian powder is related to Laodicea. It was a medicine used for treating eye disease. Local resources of uh, zinc and alum became the basis for the production of eye ointments, known as uh, Coliria, also sold by merchants from Laodicea. Well, uh, I guess zinc, uh, zinc is a, a very important uh, element for the body. Aluminum, not so much, but it, aluminum does kill, kill germs, okay? So, uh, you know, the, the, the combination of the two, depending on how, uh, how much there is in this uh, eye, eye salve that they're using, uh, apparently they had a good formula that uh, was, was good at treating eye diseases. Okay, very interesting. Yes, um, uh, for many years, a uh, delegation from Laodicea regularly visited the oracle of Apollo in uh, Clarus in um, 25 CE. The city requested the permission for the construction of the second temple of the imperial cult in the province of Asia. The first such temple had been erected in 29 BC in Pergamon. Mm -hmm. Another connection to Pergamos, yeah. Mm. Amazingly, their uh, application was rejected because of the insufficient um, affluence uh, of the city. Okay, you, you, you didn't pay a big enough bribe. <laughs> right. Okay. A year later, the second temple of Imperial Cult was built in Smyrna. Hmm. Okay. Uh, since the city was located... In the region often uh, suffered from earthquakes. Its buildings were repeatedly destroyed and rebuilt. California! Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. One of the most powerful earthquakes struck in 27 BC during the reign of Emperor Augustus. In 60 CE, another earthquake completely destroyed Laodicea. The Roman Emperor Nero offered financial assistance in the reconstruction. But the proud citizens of Laodicea rejected the offer and paid their own money for this okay. purpose. Well, well, they were prosperous enough to pay for their own rebuilding. Very yeah. interesting. Okay. Perhaps they were motivated by their outrage caused by the refusal of the permit to build <laughs> the temple of the okay. Imperial Cult. Right. Yeah, very good. In any case, Laodicea was the only city in the province of Asia that did not welcome the emperor's financial support. Okay. Uh, a, a city scorned. <laughs> city scorned. Hell, hell hath no greater fury than a city scorned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wealth of the inhabitants of Laodicea demonstrated in its situation was widely known in the ancient world. Yes, they weren't wealthy enough for this temple? I think there's probably other reasons. Yeah, uh, must be. Yeah, unstated. Back to you. Yeah. Laodicea minted its coins that bore the image of Zeus. Uh, Asclepius, Apollo, and later the Roman Emperor. From the 2nd century BC, in the Roman period, the city was famous for its bankers. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that. If they're prosperous, then they can't be a long away. Yeah. Now we're yeah. talking about Edomites, Edomites and uh, Sephardim, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Even the famous Roman orator and statesman 
um, Cicero used their services. Okay. The wealthy Laodiceans developed a passion for Greek art and monumental buildings in Roman style. Among the most prominent residents of the city, there were philosophers representing um, skepticism. Uh, Antioch and uh, Theodos, another northworthy person, both in Laodicea, was um, uh, Polemon I, the king of Pontus, Little Armenia, and the uh, Bosporus, whose uh, father, Xenon, um, was an outstanding orator and um, aristocrat. Okay, so a lot of important people in the Roman history, Greek and Roman history, come from Laodicea. Very interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. We know that Roman Emperor uh, Hadrian visited Laodicea in the summer of 129 CE. He arrived there on the way from Greece to Cappadocia, uh, Cilicia, and Syria. Okay, so now we get up into the uh, a little bit of the Christian history, and let's see how long is this article. It's a pretty long article. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, we can stop at the Byzantine period because that's much later. So let's go through the Christian history, and then we'll do the text. Yeah, and I maybe near we have this word again. So I don't know if this is. Um, I'm more think they are Judites when I read this here, but we'll right. see. Yeah, well, uh, it's okay. it's primarily Judahites and Israelites with uh, with a bunch of Jewish bankers, <laughs> right? Probably not too many, but yeah, the connection from uh, Pergamos to Laodicea to Rome itself, uh, in terms of banking, had to be done by Jews, you know, by Babylonian Jews, and not by Christians, because Christians were forbidden to engage in that sort of thing. And, Remember, uh, Yahshua took the whip out and he he drove those Jewish bankers out of the temple. Yes. So you know, th- those would not be uh, I- Israelite Christians. No way. Mm, okay. And it was the only time he used uh, force in his ministry. That's correct. Laodicea, with a significant, I say, Judahite population. Yeah, because uh, the Jewish population, the Edomite, uh, would have been very small in comparison. Yeah. Yes. Um, that had prospered for many centuries, became a natural place for the early development of a a Christian community. The name of the city appears in the New Testament for the first time in the Epistle to the Colossians, written by Saints Paul and Timothy. Mm -hmm. Yes, they must have been Israelites if if Paul is writing to them. He didn't write to Edomites. Right. for, and this is a quote from Colossians 2, 1 and 2, quote, For I want you to know how much I'm struggling for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, end quote. Okay, and this uh, brings to mind, of course, the, uh, the very short uh, episode between Yahshua and uh, the rich man who uh, decided, no, I, I don't want this Christianity, I want to keep my wealth. And that's really the struggle 
of any prosperous Christian and certainly prosperous uh, Christian uh, congregations. That uh, the, the, the more money you have, the more wealth you have, the more time it takes for you to manage it, right? And so you start you start managing your wealth, making sure you don't lose everything you've got, right? Which, if you invest in the stock market, was will probably happen. And we know we're going to the Rothschilds are creating a real estate bubble as we speak, and and other bubbles. They're going to crash the economy soon. We don't know when, but some people are saying even this year. But I think they they want to suck in as many uh, suckers <laughs> into this latest bubble as possible, most of whom will be, will be white people, and they're going to lose everything just like they did in 2008. Okay? It's going to be a repeat of 2008 because our people have short memories, and so they're going to they're get suckered again. And uh, But it's the... And I, 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 some of those people were my customers who lost a lot, lost a lot of money in the stock market in 2008, and they told me about how much money they lost. Right, so it's going to happen again. So don't, don't waste your time with the stock market. It's a complete waste of time. Procure your wealth if you need to procure wealth. Do it the honest way by working, right? But don't become materialistic in the process and lose your Christian faith. Okay, that's the struggle that a lot of prosperous Christians have, and that's the struggle of the Church of Laodicea. It becomes materialistic. Back to you. Yeah, yeah. And so they are. They will use the normal tactics, pump and dump. Right, and they become apathetic Christians, as we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the, um, the same problem as today, as you say. Those, when you're prosperous, they think, oh, this is blessings from, from the Lord, you know. And they believe that is the blessings because they help to use whatever. But it's not that way. Yeah. It's not. But okay, they yeah. live in a delusion. The faith comes first. Always put the faith yes. first, etc. Okay. Yes, okay. Another fragment of the epistle to the Colossians where Laodicea is mentioned concerns certain... Um, um, if ours from Colossa, Colossa, yeah, okay, yeah, who worked hard for the Christian uh, of the three um, Perugian cities of um, Colossia, Laodicea, and Hierapolis. Okay, so it sounds like uh, this Epaphras was a, a, a Christian Israelite who uh, used his money to help, uh, you know, maybe uh, build uh, build churches or what have you. Uh, anyway, he used his, his wealth to assist Christians. Very nice. Yeah. Um, now, let's see what we have. A quote, quote from Colossians 4, 12 until 13. Um, quote, Ephoros, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. He is always wrestling in his uh, prayers on your behalf so that you may stand mature and fully assured in everything that God, God wills. For I testify for him that he has worked hard uh, for you and for those in Laodicea and in Heropolis. Um, Finally, at the end of the epistle of, uh, to the Colossians, there is a request that the uh, Letters should be read publicly at Laodicea. 
It is Colossians 4.16. Quote, And when this letter has been read among you, have it read also in the church of the uh, Laodiceans, and see that you read also the letters from Laodicea. End quote. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this passage becomes an inspiration to write the apocryphal epistle to the Laodiceans. Alan Gendi addressed it to the Christian community in Laodicea by St. Paul. The letter oh, Okay, calls, now wait a minute. Let me, uh, let me try to take this apart here. This passage became an inspiration to write the apocryphal epistle to the Laodiceans. Uh, okay, uh, allegedly addressed to the Christian community in Laodicea by St. Paul. Now, is he referring to, okay, uh, uh, he's not referring to St. John here. He's referring to an epistle to Laodicea by Paul. Now, well, how do we know it's apocryphal? Well, but apocryphal means in this sense only that the Council of Nicaea did not approve of it. So maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, legitimate epistle that Paul wrote, but uh, it wasn't included I- in the canon that we have today. So it may have been a legitimate epistle worth- worthy of uh, study. Okay, back to you. Yeah. Yes, because the, cat- the satanic Catholic Church have them proved it doesn't mean it's not, le- le- yeah, it's not valid. Yes. Um, okay. The letter calls for joy, prayer, uh, pristine, and polite actions and advice avoiding filthy prophets. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Filthy okay. prophets. Yeah, it should be included. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. The last verse refers to the epistle to the Colossians, returning its call as it should also be read to the Colossians, while the Laodiceans should also read the letters to the Colossians. Yeah, so whatever you see the word apocryphal doesn't mean it, it's not worthy of study or illegitimate. It, it just wasn't included in the, in the canon, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in the New Testament, the Christian community in Laodicea is most widely discussed in the Revelation. St. John lists the city as the last of the seven churches of Asia. His mes- message uh, to the Christians of Laodicea is... Yeah. This is. Uh, do you want me to read this, or should I? Well, read uh, no. We'll we'll go into that and uh, 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 skip that and just go down to the f- last couple of paragraphs of this section, yeah. and then we'll read it from uh, from the Bible. Okay. Yeah. Three three par- paragraphs left. Yes. In this regard, it is worth noting the reference to the actual situations of the inhabitants of Laodicea, conform um, confirming by the authors of. Antiquity. In the Revelation, there is a reference to the legendary wealth of the city and the eye uh, ointments uh, produced there. Okay. In addition, uh, proud Laodiceans boasted their famous black garments are accused of being naked. (laughs) Right. Well, prosperous Christians today, right? With their mega churches. Say uh, another parallel. There you go. Yes, it is. Um, but they are naked spiritually. <laughs> right. They also received advice to, to dress in white robes. It seems that the Laodicean church was treated most harshly of all the seven churches of Asia, as there is not a single word of praise in the letter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, modern Judeo-Christians. Are they praiseworthy? 
No, they are. Mm-hmm. Ah, and also, aren't those uh, pastors uh, clothed in white, in black? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. They're all black. Mm-hmm. Okay, Laodicea quickly gained the rank of a um, bishopic, uh, bishopic, but the names of its fir- uh, first three bishops have not been definitely confirmed. The fourth bishop of Laodicea was um, Sagaris, who was mart- uh, martyred around 166 CE. In the 363, the Council of Laodicea took place, gathering 30 bishops. The council expressed its decree in the form of written rules of uh, canons. Which we were just talking about. <laughs> so that okay. was done in Laodicea? Right. There, there was also a council of uh, Nicaea. Uh, I forget, but that, that was a little earlier. That, that was the big one for the Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, among the okay. Yes, also, I didn't know that. Um, among the 60 ca- canons uh, decreed, several aimed at outlawing the keeping of the Sabbath. Mm. Oh. oh my, yeah, here you see yeah. the Edomite hand here. Um, and encouraging rest on Sunday. Okay, so this is where the Saturday to Sunday change took place. Very interesting. Yeah, regulating approach to um, her- heuristics. Uh, heretics. Her, 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 heretics, Jews, and pagans. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, yeah, in general, the Roman Catholic Church was trying to do its best to accommodate pagans, right? Yeah. And, and Jews. Jews and Christians, and uh, therefore uh, didn't uh, really accommodate any of them, <laughs> right? You, you can't be all things to all people. And of course, the Catholic means universal. Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, specifically, a biblical canon. The resulting list presented the um, canon, uh, canonical books of the Bible, omitting the Book of Revelation. Wow. Yeah. So that that council omitted the Book of Revelation. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah, because of the hard word toward them, probably. Yeah. They, they um, didn't like how the book of Revelation spoke of them, <laughs> which is understandable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is uh, not surprising as this book describes the Laodiceans bitterly as wretched, uh, pit, uh, uh, pitable, pitable, or, yes. mm-hmm. uh, pitable, or blind and naked. No, um, I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I, I, I like wearing black robes. What's your problem? Yeah, like people like today, Jesus. black clothes all yeah. the time. Yep. Uh, the canons issued by the Council of Laodicea were later approved by the Council of um, Chal- um, Chalcedon in 451. Okay. Okay. Um, the last bishop of Laodicea ended his mission in uh, 1450. Since that time, Laodicea has been uh, a titular see. Of the Catholic Church. However, there are no further titular bishops of Laodicea since the transfer of the last incumbent in 1968. So essentially, it's spiritual death, even for Catholic for Catholicism. Very interesting. Okay, so uh, 
The Byzantine period is the next heading, and that's far in the future, which doesn't concern us uh, in Byzantium. So let's go into the book of Revelation, and let's see if we can interpret these verses properly. Let's start. Yes. So... Um, so, I will start at Revelation 3.14. Um, and to the messenger of the assembly in Laodicea, write, The Amen, the trustworthy and true witness, the uh, beginning of the creation of Elohim, says this, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I will that you were cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, th this represents apathy. Okay. Neither cold nor hot. There, there's uh, hardly any zealous people there, and there's hardly any critics. You know, it, it's just uh, it's apathy. That that and that's kind of like what uh, modern. Judeo-Christianity really is, except for those who want who love the Israeli state, right? But uh, it's really apathy because they believe they know everything, and so don't need to do any learning. That's the problem with the these uh, Judeo churches today, the ones who are very prosperous, and even the ones that aren't that prosperous, they overrate themselves and have a spiritual arrogance. Okay, yeah. and, and that's created by the false teaching of the uh, rapture. Okay, so th they think they've got it made, but they don't. Yeah, um, they are. Yeah, this also describes, the, I guess, the society as a whole. Also, is very apathetic. We don't right? criticize anything. Yeah. We are very. Uh, we are yeah. very afraid to just say something, can offend someone. But if you if you uh, you can't be honest if you don't offend anybody. Right, yeah, right, yeah. So you have to watch what you say, right, everywhere. Watch what you wear. Yeah, liberalism has become a, a totally, uh, how should I put this, uh, finger-wagging finger uh, you know, way of uh, keeping people in line, right? Far worse than anything that Christianity ever did, you know, because the initial complaint of liberalism was, well, you Christians, you have all these rules and, you know, you're, you're prissy and, and you're, uh, uh, you don't wear, uh, you know, the, the, the clothing of the day, you know, well, Christian women tried not to wear uh, clothing that was too provocative, right? But these people don't care. Now, you can, I, the, the, the liberals are not provocative enough, <laughs> right? And, but they keep changing day to day what's right and what's wrong or what's acceptable, what isn't acceptable. It's ridiculous, okay? Which all proves that you have to have a set, set rules, set standards, moral guidelines. And if you don't have that, you have nothing but chaos. And that's what we got. Mm -hmm. Yes, you see it today, and they change, as you said, and then they trump it in with their media. They say what is in, what is out. Mm -hmm. Yet, <laughs> I'm in with the in crowd, right? <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yeah, okay. Revelation 3, 17, then. Because you say, rich I am, and I am made rich, and need none at all. And do not know that you are wretched, and pitiable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Yep. 
Um, I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you become rich and white garments so that you become dressed so that the shame of your nakedness might not be shown and anoint your eyes with ointment so that you see. Okay, so this this is a really loaded verse, okay? So gold symbolizes purity, okay? Because gold does not decay. It, it will uh, sit around wherever it is for thousands of years without tarnishing, you know, unlike silver, which tarnishes very easily. So gold uh, symbolizes purity because it does not decay, which the word of Yahshua, the word of God, the word of Yahweh, never fails, okay? It does not fail. So gold represents the kingdom and the, uh, the everlasting kingdom and the purity of that kingdom. So tried in the fire, it had to be melted down and, and turned into coins or bricks. And that's what we, our souls, our consciousness has to be tried in the fire. Plenty of Old Testament verses telling us that you will be tried with tribulation, okay? The fires of tribulation, that thou mayest be spiritually rich, morally rich, etc., and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. Because we have to, the black represents sinfulness, and the white symbolizes righteousness, okay? And that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. I've noticed that there's an interesting trend, at least with the women in Chicago. Uh, you used to see all kinds of colors of, you know, when they're jogging and uh, walking around the city, but black has become a very, very prominent color recently. And uh, so I don't know why. Maybe because uh, you know, when you're in a somber mood and you can't go out, you have to wear a face mask. <laughs> what should I wear? What, what difference does it make? Nobody can see your face anyway. So black. Black has become the color of choice. Uh, much more prominent than I used to notice before. And that the shame of thy nakedness, namely your sinfulness, may not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Well, well maybe that eye salve was made of zinc and uh, aluminum. It's interesting that the zinc is becoming a very popular uh, substance for curing COVID. Okay? Uh, but aluminum is something that they use to create COVID. You know, they put aluminum in the uh, in the vaccine to make you sick and to make you blind. So if, if you are buying the stuff that Big Pharma has to offer, then you need the real ISAV, which is vitamins A, B, C, D, and E, plus selenium and zinc to uh, help cure you of the disease they're giving us, right? So the apathetic will simply take what the government tells, uh, will simply do what the government tells them to do not realizing that uh, they're becoming sick and they really, there is no cure other than truth and behaving righteously for this disease. You know, there may be, and of course, those of us in identity are also truthers in the sense of uh, proper nutrition, 
proper uh, biblical treatments of, uh, of diseases, etc. So it's two different worldviews that are clashing now in these end times that the city of Laodicea represented as well. Okay, so it, it, the parallels are, are tremendous. All right, back to you. Yeah, yeah, Lord. This also when they said is anoint your eyes with ointment, so you can see. Also, this this refers to right. This wake medi- up, medicine. yeah. Wake up so you can see, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. And Amen. Let me read um, some comments and some uh, additional verses to this gold refined in the fire from First Psalm one hundred nineteen seventy two. The Torah of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Amen. And 119-127. Therefore, I have loved your commands more than gold, even fine gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just emphasize um, what uh, this go. I could sound like the Torah, the law, is more... More that is uh, this um, gold we should get from him instead, so we can become rich. Yes. So when you okay. say, "I advise you to buy from me gold," and that gold is to follow his commandments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's so, correct. But... Well, pure gold, pure gold represents uh, you know the, the the righteousness, the righteousness of the kingdom. Okay, it's it's infallible. If you follow it, if you have the wisdom to follow it, and unfortunately, the the Judeo-Christian world and even many good Christians who are in these churches, uh, they're blind. They're blind because they don't follow the Torah. They simply do not follow the Torah, but they will they will take advice from anybody, <laughs> right, including big pharma. But they won't take the advice of Yahweh. In uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, what is it, 24, I forget now, or 28, where it says, If you obey my commandments, you will never get sick. But if you disobey my commandments, you will get sick, and you, all kinds of plagues will come upon you. Well, here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, why doesn't the Christians read those verses and start to think, the thinking cap on? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. Well, because they got a face mask that's creating all kinds of fear, right? And they're taking vaccinations, which they think will cure them, but will which will not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Let's continue. Revelation three nineteen. Then, as many as I love, I reprove and discipline. So be uh, ardent and repent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I should come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. Yes. Yeah. Let me just comment on the above verse, verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore... And repent. So this church lacks zeal. Okay? It's why? Because its prosperity has made it apathetic. And in addition to that, proud because they don't like to be rebuked. They don't like to be told that they're sinners. 
Because why? Because they believe in the rapture, and there is no more sin because they believe in antinomianism. The law has been done away with. That's why they're apathetic. They think they're zealous, because, but they have the zeal for the wrong, the wrong doctrine. Totally unscriptural doctrine is what they believe in. So they need ISAV to wake them up to, so their eyes can see again. We're trying to give them that ISAV. It's called Christian identity, but they don't want to hear it. No, it's too offensive to them. Yeah, it's offensive, offensive. to them. Yes. Yeah. And how can they have been wrong the whole life? How yeah. can they have not? Uh, you know, it's, you're, they telling me, you're telling me I'm wrong? How dare you? Yeah, you know, they yeah. either die with their this sin then to, conf- and to, so, to, to acknowledge that I've been wrong. That's right. They're not a right man. Yeah. They will never say that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is a lack of humility. Can't admit that yeah. you were wrong about something. Yes, it is. And, and this yeah. is also why Yahweh describes our people as stiff-necked. That's right. It, they are yeah. extreme. And they need a chiropractor. <laughs> they need a chiropractor to work on their necks. <laughs> yeah, so they can be, <laughs> stop being so stiff. Yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a massage with my knuckles. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Revelation 3.21. To him who overcomes, I shall give to sit with me on my throne. Amen. Overcomes. What's that mm-hmm. word? Overcome. Let me look it up. It's nikao, to subdue, conquer, overcome, prevail, get the victory. What? Your your sinful state, your uh, arrogance, your uh, pride in your own accomplishments and wealth. Okay? That's all going to be taken away from you. You won't have anything, any of that stuff left when the kingdom comes, but you will be granted a different type of crown where you will be a ruler of a city. Whatever Yahshua decides is your best place in the kingdom, that's what you will get. But if you're materialistic in this world, you won't get any of that because you cannot take it with you. <laughs> you will just accept your reward in the kingdom, whatever it may be. All right, back to you. Yes. Um... 3.22 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. Okay, so we see that uh, yeah, as the author of the article we wrote said, uh, there's hardly any a kind word being spoken to this church of Laodicea. And we, we see that the parallels between that ancient city of Laodicea and the modern Judeo-Christian worldview are very similar. Okay? They're lukewarm. They're not zealous for the true faith, but they're concerned about losing their money, and, you know, rightfully so. Most people don't want to be poor. However, you have to balance that with your prosperity and not make sure, and make sure that your prosperity doesn't turn into a materialism. Okay? You can't let that happen, and you always put Torah first. Always put Torah first. So let me uh, go to my article uh, on Anglo-Saxon-Israel. don't have too much uh, written about it here, but uh, let, me, let me put this in the chat room for those people who haven't uh, accessed the article ever. Okay. Okay, and uh, 
Bavaria man says he's got a chemistry lab and he may have some uh, more. Uh, okay, so here here's a good, uh, before I read that, Swamp Fox put in how, how uh, people how people degenerate from bondage to spiritual faith from spiritual faith to great courage from courage to liberty from liberty to abundance from abundance to complacency from from complacency to apathy from apathy to dependence from dependence back into bondage 1887 alexander tyler and that's kind of like the life of societies okay they they come alive out of trial and tribulation the energy uh to of building of building a civilization and then yeah when we come become too prosperous we become apathetic and that is the symbol of this age the age of laodicea no doubt about it okay so uh here we go uh so the church of laodicea it means lay congregation and the time we have assigned for this is 1914 to the Judgment Day, which is when the uh, when the monarchies of Europe all collapsed, and the age of Jewish democracy, Judeo Christianity, rule. Okay, verses 15 through 17. This modern church is neither cold nor hot. The lukewarm church, yuck. But hold on, not so fast. Although the majority of these Christians are lukewarm, there is an anti-clerical element that rises up in opposition to the denominations of apostasy. The hot are obviously Christian zealots, if there and there aren't too many of them, who take the word seriously. The cold are atheists who reject Scripture because they cannot believe the popularly held Judeo-Christian version of it. And rightly so. Okay, I've talked to many uh, neo-pagans and white nationalists who hate Christianity because of its approval of, of of Judaism. Okay, that is the biggest blind spot of Judeo-Christians. They falsely believe that Israel is the, the the chosen people. They falsely believe that. Okay. Lukewarm Christianity takes its shape in the form of denominationalism. The Christian apostasy through the quote-unquote higher criticism of false priests, agnostic priests, and atheistic scientists, having begun during the Industrial Revolution, takes root in our government and educational system. And, and if a Christian person sends his or her children to government schools, which are basically atheistic and communistic, and uh, etc., and even worse, they're going to lose their faith. Your children will be warped by that school system. It's an anti-Christian impetus uh, and, and results in an evil bastard child, a burrowing parasitic worm called Judeo-Christianity, and that is the prevailing form of Christianity today. Zionism poisons the well. This is the last insult to Yahweh before he sends Yahshua back to cleanse this evil world of its parasites <laughs> okay we have a parasitic inv- infection and that's the problem can you and, and by the way the 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 force that was going on just before Noah's flood was race mixing 
and you know the the fallen angels mixed with the Adamic women to produce hybrid offspring. This is tampering with the DNA. What do you think that Bill Gates and the Zionists are trying to do to our DNA today? Exactly the same thing. Yes. As so a, this, uh, yeah, we're in big trouble, folks. If you allow all this evil to uh, come upon you. Yes. Big yeah. trouble. Okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, the start of the short change is that to be say that uh, is that could be say that when the uh, Fed got uh, when the Edomite Jews got the big the camel got his nose into the door and established the Federal Reserve in America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was, that's how the parasite uh, got its tentacles into us. Right. No doubt about it. Uh, the Fourteenth Amendment was a, a big tentacle too, but the Federal Reserve Act that that allows them to steal our money through inflation and determine the direction the country goes. So yeah, we have a real parasite infection, no doubt about it, as a nation here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could it uh, could it also be this? Uh, we have this. Uh, uh, Darby Schofield's reference Bible is that also a starting yep. point for that? Right, yeah, that came before. Yeah, that was the uh, change in uh, view of, uh, yeah, because Christians and Jews literally hated each other up until uh, that point in time. And the, the Darby, I mean, well, the Darby, uh, the, 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 what John Nelson Darby with the rapture theory, and then Schofield with the pro Zionist. Uh, you know, indoctrination, though two major events uh, not far apart in, in Christian history, okay? Unfortunately, too many of our people have been influenced by that nonsense, absolute nonsense, okay? Anyway, so uh, Swamp Fox, for the last seven minutes or so, uh, because what's happening here is our people are blind to the fact that vaccines are dangerous and they're accepting the big pharma. <laughs> They're accepting the medical, the, the medical, uh, just like the uh, the town of Laodicea, the is as a headquarters of then modern medicine, okay, and banking, and that is what we have today, folks. The vaccine industry, big pharma, and banking have joined together to kill us. Uh, CDC reports. 2,794 total deaths following COVID experimental vaccines, quote-unquote, as some clinics halt J&J shots due to side effects. Okay? We predicted that these vaccines would kill people. So, yeah. how... Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yes, this is in there. We know also the Georgia Guidestones where they say they want to reduce the population. Of course, mm-hmm. sometimes they need to get started. Yeah, so this is updated through April 5th, 2021. And as we have been predicting, these so-called vaccines are not really vaccines. They're mRNA DNA changers. They tamper with our DNA. That's the whole purpose. Bill Gates said it. It's in his patent. He wants to tamper with our DNA, and they want to inject what I believe is a synthetic form of RNA into our DNA structure, which will replace the natural code, RNA code, 
and d therefore turning us into zombies, okay? Zombies and th that can be programmed by uh, 5G technology. I know it sounds incredible, but uh, on last night's show on Restoration Hour, uh, I read a, a, an article by a scientist who says, yeah, th this really sounds unbelievable, but I'm convinced it's true. They can do this, and they are doing it. Okay? Yes. All right? They're, and that's why they are pushing the 5G so hard also, so they can get that right. system out also yeah. and activate all this. And then those numbers you, we see in CDC's report, I believe they are vastly underestimated because can we trust the Edomites with their Edomite Jews with these numbers? Right. So this, I again, here that. we see that medicine and banking have combined in the age of Laodicea, just as they did in the church of Laodicea in Christian times and historical times, okay? Uh, the article continues, uh, this, this is like uh, April 5th, so it's a, a week old. There, uh, besides the 2,794 deaths that the CDC reported earlier this week, their data dump into VAERS database today also reveals 57,000 injuries, including uh, 9,000 visits to emergency room doctors, 941 permanent disabilities, and 5,000 hospitalizations. This is Big Pharma at work, folks. You trust Big Pharma? How can you trust mm. Big Pharma? Do you know they have this much money and they look so good when they sell it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a good point, because the insurance pays for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the how easily fooled our people has become. Just because people dress good and look good, because they paid off the the people that talks good, then they fall for it. Right. Right. Uh, another uh, element here with a few minutes left. Johnson and Johnson experimental vaccine linked to blood clots, as some clinics suspend injections this week. Yeah, people are dying because of blood clots. Okay. Those of us in identity have been warning that this is an attack against our race. But because they're apathetic or ignorant and take too much, uh, how should I put this, pride in being part of the system. You know, I'm an educated person. I believe in vaccines because my, uh, my college professor said they're good, right? Well, how about Yahweh's laws? We're not supposed to scratch ourselves, let alone inject poison into our body. Okay? True Christianity is obedience to Yahweh's laws. That's the bottom line. But there are too few Christians who believe that. They reject that, old, that hateful God Yahweh of the Old Testament who ordered the Israelites to exterminate the Canaanites. How could a God do that? Order the extermination? Well, because they're evil. Yes. And he's going to finish the job at the second coming. Yes, he's going right? to. And that's why we have those very, what do you say, very uh, confused people with Marcion. Believe, yeah. Oh, there are two gods. Uh, no, it's not false, two gods. False sense of compassion. Right. Yeah, the welfare state, false sense of compassion. Okay? So the welfare state has been in existence since 1965. Has the black community prospered 
improved at all. It's gotten worse. Because you can't throw money at a problem and expect the money to do the job, right? <coughs> Those people don't want to work. They're, they're fat and lazy. And the rest of them are, are, are still committing crimes. So what you, what you, the welfare state has created is a fat, lazy uh, bunch of black bureaucrats, especially in the big cities, but it hasn't solved the criminality of the black community at all. In fact, the criminality has gotten worse, a hundred times worse. Okay, it really has. Okay, folks, so we are living in the church of Laodicea, age of Laodicea, and all these prophecies about it are, have come true. We don't need to wait to see the fulfillment of this prophecy. All right, Michael, thank you for being my co-host and helping me to explain these situations. We Christians need to come out of Babylon and get away from Big Pharma. Bottom line. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Y'all bless you all. Yeah, bye, bye Michael. Yahweh bless. Bye.